Super Talk Mississippi media production. We're going to start today's post game live uh, from Davis Wade Stadium with a statistic here on Super Talk Mississippi. Cole Keebler just tweeted this out. Only two quarterbacks have 900 completions in SEC history. Aaron Murray with 921 in 52 games, and Will Rogers with 946 in 28 games. Rogers has, this is game six, right? So seven more starts this year, and then I will give him another 13 next year. He has another 20 starts. That record's going to be so far out of reach for everybody. I don't know what to say. But another great day for Mississippi State. 40-17 to 17 is the final uh, for Starkville here at Davis Wade Stadium. Uh, another great day for their offensive line. Ran the ball very effectively, 173 yards on the ground. And, of course, no sacks allowed for the second straight week against an SEC team. Some ups and downs defensively, obviously, in this one. I'm sure we're all going to talk about it. Let's just jump right in. Our first uh, question will come from Hunter Courtney. And then, Rob Hadaway, you are up. Hey, hey, Dad, before, you, hey Dad, before yeah. you talk, wherever you're at, stay there because it sounds good. A second ago, you were getting some weird feedback. I don't know. Well, I didn't move. There's a TV on above me, so maybe that's it. I don't know. So, All right, uh, Hunter, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Brian. I just wanted to ask you, same as last week, am I crazy if we're going to win out and make the playoff? I'll hang up and listen, brother. All right, Hunter. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I still think you're crazy, but I will say this. The the path to a, a great bowl, an access bowl, is very much there for Mississippi State. At 9-3, and three, they would easily go to the Citrus Bowl and could be in the discussion for one of the other bowls, the access bowls as well. And, of course, if they can find a way to, to knock off one of the big opponents left on their schedule that has a, a great shot. They would be easily in the top ten and be in the uh, – in the Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, uh, uh, Fiesta Bowl mix, I guess. Uh, this year, the Peach well, I Bowl. I, is... I don't know if you heard, the SEC Now guys were going on and on about convince me that Mississippi State is not the most complete team right now, and none of them could, could argue against it. There, there's a lot to like about Mississippi State right now. They're playing really good football, offensively and defensively. Now, special teams. Special teams is so weird, man. It's so weird. They make great plays, and they make bad plays. I don't really know what to make of them at this point. But regardless, I mean, those guys, they're not wrong. This team is playing good football at this time. All right, let's go to, to Rob Attaway. Stephen Norris, you are next in the queue after Rob. Rob, are you there? Hey, Brian. What's up, Matt? Man, that was kind of a an interesting kind of weird game, I thought. Like, it, it was never really in doubt, but it felt in doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and maybe it just speaks to uh, you know our our own history that we're sitting there at forty and seventeen with like seven minutes to go, and I'm still stressing. But you just have a lot of PTSD, Rob. It's true. You went to every game of the crew era. It's true. All, all, yes, all of them. Um, yes. But uh, I wanted to, to point out two. Like I think Austin Williams had like the two best catches of his career today. Mm-hmm. He caught that one down. I don't know three yard line. I was like, wow, that's the best catch of his career. And then, the, like the very next drive, he does an even better one. That was incredible. And then, uh, hang on one second. Did Arkansas really run a, a wishbone play on fourth down with two tight ends? I don't think it was a wishbone play. More of a more of a power eye. Okay. 
But they did they did go very old school on that. I, I did see that, yes. Because I saw the quarterback and the two running backs go off to the right, and I'm like, well, who'd they give the ball to? Yeah. Ball. Yeah. So, but, yeah, good solid win. Uh, yeah, we could uh, shore up the, the – uh, the kicking game, we'd uh, we'd be in good shape. But uh, I mean, and I, I challenge you to ever show me a better uh, punt uh, coverage than that one that put the ball with the nose looking at the what, uh, at the goal line. That's what I'm talking about when I when I talk about the weirdness of the special teams unit. Uh, thanks, Rob. By the way, appreciate you. You have safe trip home, buddy. Um, yep. But I mean, they can't. They, they, they can't make extra points, and they missed another field goal today. But Tuli Griffin, a couple of good returns. And then from a punting perspective, uh, they gave up – I don't think they gave up any yardage return, return-wise all day, and they averaged 44 yards a kick. They pinned one at the one-yard line. It's fantastic. And then you had the, uh, the, the kickoff, which I thought was a little odd, but maybe they saw something out there. And that ends up you know, almost being a safety and turning into a possession that starts at the one. When they needed, they needed some momentum to start the second half, and they got it from that play. You know, then first and goal or first down from the one yard line, they force a punt, they score a touchdown on the next drive, and you're off and running. So, just a and, and, hey, Dad, weird. And I was going to piggyback on something Rob said. If yeah. you look at this game, we got a big lead, and in our history, we haven't held on to these leads. We right. answered every time Arkansas scored. And that's right. the difference in this team. This is a good team. And that's the yeah. difference in some of these other Mississippi State teams where, and where we were the last two years with Leach. We wouldn't. It's what we didn't do against LSU. We answered every time Arkansas did. I agree. I agree. I mean, into the first half, State comes out second half and gets a touchdown and, get, and gets, on, gets the, the lead extended. Arkansas scores. State immediately answers and scores again. And then in the fourth quarter, when you need to solve the game away, you force two turnovers, you get a touchdown, and, and it's, it's no problem. So fun to watch. Uh, Stephen Norris, you're up. Then we're going to go to Rob Fuller. Stephen, are you there? Unmute, my friend. Uh, I'm here, man. Hey. What's up? Hey, a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Appreciate you, uh, you know, having me on here. I don't yeah. really have a question, man, but, uh, uh, you know, Ryan, love your other podcasts, you know. Uh, anyways, oh, we're, talk- you, brother. we're talking about Thunder and Lightning. Heck, yeah, man. Uh, hope uh, everybody on your end, you know, Justin's feeling better and y'all are good. Anyways, hey, I just, uh, you know, I wanted to make a call to Bulldog fans. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's about time we all get fired up for some Mississippi State football now. You know, I'm kind of sick of the whole, is Mike Leach a good coach or not? Is Will Rogers really got what it takes? You know, I think, uh, I think the answer to both those questions is yes. And I think it's time for State fans to jump on board and get excited and, and ride for the dogs. I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I thought that the crowd today was good. Really into the game. I think they announced like 57, almost 58,000 here today. That seems about right from my vantage point. It doesn't seem like it's too, uh, uh, too, too, too inflated or anything like that. And I think, you know, you look at these next two games for State on the road. I think they have a great chance to go up to Kentucky and win. Now, I don't think they're going to beat out. I'll just have to say that. I don't feel like I'm alone in that. But at 6-2 and two when they play Auburn, this should be a, a really big crowd. I know the Georgia crowd's going to be big. They've already announced that only a few hundred tickets are left for that one. But I think that Auburn crowd has a chance to be a really, really big win for a big crowd 
uh, for Mississippi State as well. So, and as far as the the, you know, the, the Leach and Rogers stuff, I mean, they just keep answering the bell every week. You know, if you you know you can complain if you want, but the wins keep piling. So you don't have a whole lot to complain about. And, and hey, Dad, I know you um, I know you brought me up specifically on Thunder and Lightning. I went to my first game in four years. It is yep. next level. It is a different atmosphere. I'm coming back job. for the Auburn game. It is, it is fantastic. Go to a it's game. It's a lot of fun to go to games, right? Especially when you're winning. That makes it the easy one. So. All right, let's go to Rob Fuller. Then we're going to go to Kenneth Graham after that. Rob, you are up. Hey, Brian. Can you hear me? I sure can. What's up, man? Hey, uh, great game today, obviously. But um, my question is, with the way we're able to run the ball this year and kind of take away the drop eight from a lot of teams, what are teams really left to do to defend this offense? Well, that's the, the, the great you know question uh, about the Mike Leach offense. Thanks for the question, Rob. Uh, you know that's that's the, the the thing that's sort of been lacking from Mike Leach's offense in the past few. You know, basically his whole coaching career, he's had some teams that were effective, and effective might be really being generous running the football, but a team that's good at running the football, he hasn't really had. Um, he's never had a thousand yard rusher. He had, you know, his early days at Texas Tech, he had some, some more success running the ball. At Washington State, not much at all. He just threw the ball everywhere. But the Pac 12 is a conference where you can get away with stuff like that. You can't get away with that in the SEC. So if State's able to keep this kind of balance all year, yeah, they're going to be a real, it's going to be a real challenge for any defense to get there because you've got a quarterback. I thought Rodgers didn't play incredibly well, especially in the first half. He threw some passes that could have been picked off if he got lucky on a couple of them. But as efficient as he is with the ball, and he doesn't turn it over. I mean, he's. I think he's sitting on should be 22 touchdowns to three picks right now. If you can run the football with Johnson and Marks, you know you're going to be able to win a lot of games. Now, again, you got two games coming up: Alabama, Georgia. Those teams can can stack up and and, and they can stop you defensively. So those are going to be real challenges. But Auburn. Uh, Kentucky and Ole Miss, those are games. I mean, their defenses aren't so great that they can just slow whatever Mississippi State wants to do down. So you should feel good. Feel good about the rest of the. Uh, hey, and we we got a good we got a good question that's in this same vein. Yeah. Uh, does Dollar Bill have a job once he's healthy? No sacks again today from Chris Finley. That's a good question. You know, they don't like to take people's jobs away from. From injury, but I don't know what you do. I mean, you're playing so well right now. Do you want to make a change? I, I'd be honest with you. If I made a change, it would not be to move left tackle. I would leave Nick Jones there. He's playing really, really well, and I try to slide Dollar Bill inside. So we'll see what happens. That's, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to it. I, Leach is probably going to try to find a way to get Dollar Bill back on the field, but at the same time, I hate I hate to you know mess with what's not broken. All right, let's go to Kenneth Graham. And then we will go to Chad Harrington. Kenneth, unmute, my friend. Kenneth, are you there? There, there it is. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, Rob Hadaway, I think he took away all my point, all, all the points I was going to make. But I think uh, ah. punt coverage was great. Not mm-hmm. just one down there at the goal line, but the, the, the open field tackle by J.P. Purvis at the 20-yard line was awesome. He looked like he's found his spot in the mm-hmm. roster. Yeah. He also, uh, I think, we, you know, we were about maybe five big plays away from this game being 45 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, 
Rodgers looked like he had all the time in the world. It, it, it was amazing. I think he had more time uh, in the pocket than he did last week. I'll let you know. Yeah. Kenneth, I agree with you 100%. I thought that this was a better game for the offensive line this week than they had last week. Rodgers, I mean, and, and you, some people are talking about it in the chat. I can see that Rodgers was more mobile today. Well, that's on the offensive line. They just gave him time. He was able to roll out and make a couple of big throws. The, uh, the touchdown passes to Wally and Williams were both a result of him being able to extend the play. So I thought this was State's best game on the offensive line by far. Uh, Chad Harrington, you're up, and then we'll go to Michael Taylor. Hey, Brian. Hey, Ron. Hey. Um, What's going on, man? Man, the, the game was great. I just I had some, some concerns with the defense when it came to uh, covering, you know, uh, I've already forgot the other guy, the quarterback's name, third, third string quarterback. Hornsby. Uh, Ford, Hornsby, yes. Yeah. Uh, had some concerns with covering him. I mean, we give up a lot of big plays on, like, broken coverage, and just mm-hmm. his legs seem to really bother the defense. Well, I mean, if you go back a couple weeks to LSU, that was the same thing. State's defense, which brings so much pressure, if guys can escape that, they're going to have a lot of opportunities to run. The good news is, I mean, Levis, not much of a runner. He can run, but not much of a runner. They don't like to run much with Bryce Young, assuming he's healthy in a couple weeks. You know, Auburn's quarterbacks can't run. Stetson Bennett, not a great runner. Jackson Dart's a pretty good runner, but not 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 the level that we saw today. So that's just a weakness in this defense is, is they, they're going to bring pressure, and if you can, you know, get step up in the pocket or roll out away from it, there's going to be wide open field in front of you. So I thought that that was – I thought the state just did the, the best they could. I, I said last week, I said that you know, I thought if Jefferson played, that was a reason to, to be worried about that because he's a good running quarterback. Hornsby is a better running quarterback than, than Jefferson. He's a lot more dynamic than Jefferson, who's more of a sledgehammer uh, than anything else. But at the end of the day, the most important point stat is points allowed. They only gave up 17 points. They had a couple of good plays down the goal line. And, of course, they forced those two turnovers late. All right. Let's go on here. Uh, hey, we got a couple of questions. Uh, one okay, of them is from your, your your very handsome cousin, John Agustinelli. He is a uh, handsome man. The kicking issues today, was that a breakdown with the kicker, or was it hold and, or snap, or was it a combo? Also, Dylan Johnson seemed a little banged up in the fourth quarter. Are you hearing anything significant out of that? Okay. Uh, well, I would expect John to know the answer to the kicking questions. He was a great kicker back in his day. Uh but it looks like it's a, it's a, a lot of stuff going on all together. I thought that the there was a one bad snap, but the field goal was just a missed field goal. He just he just he just pushed it right. So just some issues there, and, and I don't I don't really know how you fix them at this point. You've tried two different kickers. Um, I, I have no doubt that it's going to end up hurting Mississippi State at some point. It could be next week, uh, but we'll see. As far as Dylan Johnson goes, he came off uh, early in the third quarter. Looked like he was he was banged up a little bit. They did go back to him and let him get his 100 yards. So it must not have been too serious. Um, but he did not play much in the fourth quarter. But they did need him to. Marks was running the ball very effectively as well. So we'll keep an eye on Dylan Johnson. Obviously with Leach, you know we're not going to get any kind of uh, any kind of info on uh, on uh, injuries. Was there another question, Ron? Uh, no, that was that was it. Okay. That was the big one. Okay. All right, next speaker is uh, Mike Taylor, Michael Taylor, then Reese Pavat. You're at, at, at after him. Unmute, Michael.
Are you there? Yeah, I am now. Sorry about that. There was some confusion with the damn mute, unmute. Sorry about the word there. I apologize. Don't, don't worry uh, about it. We're good. We're good. Awesome. Well, I, Brian, I knew you were a handsome and good man, and I want you to know your friend and colleague, Brandon Walker, is oh, no. just about, he's not quite in the same allegiance as you, but he's up there. But uh, no, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to say this out loud because I already know the damn rest of the fake news media, just like all those people that wanted to get Joe Biden elected. Excuse me. I'm not trying to get political. Anyway, that's on another topic for another we day. We are going down a rabbit hole, Michael. <laughs> anyway. I think that Hornsby fella did, did did far more than what KJ Jefferson had to do because he would he I don't know what his track speed would be, but if I had to guess, he probably ran about a four two or four one. KJ might run about a four six. I think those the, the I don't think KJ would have made them any better. I think and like you were saying on your podcast the other day. The unexpected with the unknown backup quarterback, I'll tell you, when it was 21 to 10, I was like, oh, hell, yeah. I can't have these. I said, I can't have this. I can't. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Brian. I was going through it, but I said I channeled my inner health statements. There you and, go. And it came out. So anyway, Brian, I want you to know your podcast is beyond exceptional. It's beyond elite. It's it's in the top 5% of all podcasts. I like so, that. Hell State, go dogs, and we're going to beat the hell out of Ole Miss later on in the year. But first, got to skin some cats. Sounds good to me, Michael. Appreciate it. I, I need to make Michael my personal hype. I was about to say Michael breaking the me up. I love that. Um, Hornsby is a much more dynamic athlete than, than, than is KJ Jefferson. I think KJ would have been fine today, and he would have – it sounds weird to say this. He would have been better in the passing game. I mean, Hornsby's had eight completions for 234 yards. He averaged nearly 30 yards of completion. But a lot of that is because State was just giving it to him. They were just trying to stop the run as best they could. But then, like we said earlier, State just struggles with these running rushing quarterbacks. I mean, State held Rocket Sanders, who's a great running back, to 86 yards and 20 carries. He'll take that all day. Um, but Hornsby had 114 yards on eight carries, including a 52-yard run. So glad to see that basically you're just glad to see Arkansas in the rearview mirror. I, I, I think the game might have been a little different with KJ, but when you put 40 points on the board, that was going to be enough. To win. All right, Reese Pavat, you're up now, and then we'll go to uh, RJ Sweatman after him. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Just two things. Um, yeah. First is a statement. Um, probably safe to say that Austin Williams' wife was out of town this weekend with his big game. Uh, second. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Continue, <laughs> sir. Second, um, I, I know we've, you've already mentioned this, but it, as far as field goal kicking, which has been the biggest weakness on this team so far, like what is it? Do you think it's the kicker? Do you think it's mental? Do you think it's the holder? Like, you know, I can I can live with missing, you know, long field goals that are 40 yards out, but like extra points, that's just like so simple. Um, any thoughts on that? So I'm going to have to uh... – Thanks, Reese. I'm going to have to use my, one of my favorite quotes from a guy I enjoyed covering, even though he never won a lot of games. That's Rick Ray, who always said, if I knew the answer to that, I would make a lot more money. I have no idea how a college football team is this bad at extra points. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because, I mean, we've seen Raybun kick field goals, 53-yarder, no problem. Biscardi is a good field goal kicker as well, but for some reason, extra points – it's not working out, and we've had some bad snaps. We saw that today. 
We've just seen some bad kicks as well. So I, I don't know how to fix that. And I don't know that you're going to go to the point where you're just like, all right, we got to go for two every time. But you're probably getting close to that at this point, where statistically it might just be, you know, a better chance of getting the two-pointer than there is getting the uh, the extra point. Well, doesn't this feel like it's right. been a college football problem for the last 10 years or so? Like, kickers are terrible all over. Kickers are bad, but it's usually not extra points, Ryan. Yeah, it's that's true. It's field goals. I, I, I've never seen a team this bad at extra points. They've missed four on the season. That is a lot. Is that right? Is it four? It's just four, yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of it. All right, let's go to R.J. Sweatman. Nick Price. Is that, is that my old friend, Nick Price? We'll see if it's him. Uh, he'll join us in just a second. Go ahead, R.J. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, all right, first of all, I love TNL. listen to it all the time. Appreciate uh, it, buddy. Second of all, I used to listen to this guy on a podcast. Can't remember his name. Moved up north in some kind of school job or something like yeah. that. He used to talk about how uh, Evan Dak in the uh, NFL was such a huge thing for Mississippi State that you could look on Sundays and see a Mississippi State quarterback. Yeah. Are we going to look back at Will Rogers with things like 2024 NCAA coming out? And you look at records for the SEC, and you're going to have Will Rogers and Nick Michelle uh, names up and down it. Rogers is definitely, I mean, he's going to have a ton of records when this is over with. I mean, he is very much on pace. Thanks for the question, RJ. Very much on pace to finish college his college football career as the all-time leading passer in college football history. Certainly the all-time in SEC history. But I think it's Case Keenum has the record, and I, he is on. He will be on pace to break that record, especially especially if he decides to take his COVID year, which would be another 13 starts. He has, like I said, he has 20 more starts in front of him because I'm, I'm almost positive he'll be here in 2023. But if he decides he wants to take 2024, now we're talking about 33 more starts. My goodness, guys, that's another 10,000 yards passing on top of what he already has. Easily. I'm probably underestimating that. So, yeah, that, there's a lot left for Will Rogers to, uh, to accomplish. I don't know that he'll be on the cover of, of NCAA 2024 or anything like that. But uh, his, and I, don't, I honestly I don't know that he's an NFL guy. I mean, I think he's a good college quarterback. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know about the next level for him. So we'll see. It's fun to watch, though. All right, let's go to Nick Price, and then we got no requests after that. We'll wrap up. Nick, it is my old friend Nick Price. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up, Brian? How's it going? Man, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I had a, a follow-up question, I guess, in the last two topics I've covered. Yeah. This is something you can ask Langwa. I'm sure he'll give you an answer. So you're talking about records <laughs> and missed extra points. What's the record in a season of extra points? Oh, my God, I have no idea. It can't be I mean, more than four or five, five, you would think. Yeah. <laughs> And then what was the other question? Oh, that was it. I was saying you were oh, that was about it. extra points. Yeah, I am records. pretty sure we we, would, we could find out. I'm going to have to look into it, Nick, but I, I refuse to believe it's more than four or five. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean unless well, it's about maybe one game. So. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Nick. The only other thing I can think is, is, Ryan, you might back me up on this. Maybe a John Michael Marlin here. Yeah, he could have. You know, you know what I was just thinking? Do you remember mm-hmm. when we went to, I guess it was the 96 Alabama game, and Michael Proctor had 95. missed four, 95. Okay, the 95. Yeah. He had missed four kicks in his career. Not yeah. not not extra points. Field goals. He had missed yeah. four, and then he missed and one he missed against like, us. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't that was the was coldest the game we ever went to. By yes. It, well, uh, yeah. Uh, JP, Ver- I mean, I'm, excuse me, Chris Finley has one last question in the chat. Yeah, go ahead. It's really good. JP Purvis has really gotten over the past two weeks. Do we feel a lot better about linebacker death for the second half of the season? Yeah, I mean, you get the, the three guys you have starting are fantastic. Watson, uh, Johnson, and Wheat. And then when Deshaun Page comes back, he's very strong. And now you've got a, a fifth guy in Purvis that you feel really good about. And honestly, Sherman Timms has been pretty good when he's gotten the chance to play as well. So, yeah, I think you feel like you've got six guys. You've got a good two deep there to work with for sure. So, all right, anything left here? Oh, we've got RJ Sweatman back for one more question, then we'll wrap it up. RJ, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, ahead, I, just want, I just wanted to make a, uh, just a quick observation. Uh, I yeah. noticed that our uh, defense against the running quarterback improved somewhat with Purvis in there because I think he's a lot faster than Watson and Johnson. And that's been mostly our problem is that the quarterback with the elite speed, Watson and Johnson and uh, – um, um, we just can't keep up with it. Can nah, you're right. Time. But you're yeah. not going to have that problem with Dart. You're not going to have that problem with Levinson. You know, these are just average guys with maybe better than average speed. So yeah. Those guys are like running a four damn path. So it, it, you know, it's one of those things that could it be a possible thing that from here on out we start seeing a lot of teams run the Wildcat with running backs and quarterback. No, I don't think so, RJ. Thanks for the question, man. Too much – offenses these days are just too complicated to just give away your passing game, especially against State. With the way – because think about the Wildcat, right? What makes it effective is, you know, you you got a good offensive line and you run the ball. That's what a Wildcat play is. These plays are coming because State is in coverage and they're doing a good job in coverage, and the play breaks down and the quarterback is, is rolling out and finding lanes. So if you just run right at State's defense, I don't think you have a lot of success. They're, they're too good for that. So, And you're right about those guys not having a, you know, not seeing a lot of elite speed at quarterback coming up. That said, if Alabama plays Jalen Milrow against State, that would be very nervous about how you're going to contain him uh, going forward. All right, guys, great postgame show. Uh, Robbie and I are going to record today. So we'll have a thunder and lightning out in a few hours uh, for you. So a victory Saturday. And then, of course, uh, back with you on, Thund- on Sports Talk Mississippi Monday for what should be a fantastic uh, start to the week. Another huge week here with Mississippi State and Kentucky, another big game for the Bulldogs. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks again, Ryan, for helping me out. Glad to have you back. And, uh, yeah, let's talk- we'll talk again very, very soon. Thanks for listening to the postgame show here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.